Hello everyone, you're listening to Raga Talks and I'm your host Raga and this is a very basic episode in how to apply for medicine and I'm so happy to bring this forward to you. Yep, so let's just discuss the basics. So if you're someone who knows the basics then there's not much point but if you're someone who would like to apply to medicine in the UK and probably something like that, it's great. Okay, let me just quickly, I know this is very unprofessional but I'm just looking into my Google Docs now, just some things that I'd like to say. Well, we're going to talk about medicine in the UK. Um, first thing, there are medical schools in the UK. <laughs> and what else? It isn't like the US where you need to do an undergraduate degree. So you can start doing medicine as soon as you you finish your A-levels. It's kind of like intermediate in, in, in India and then like high school probably in the US. But yeah, um, there's also an option where you can actually do an undergraduate degree and then do... Um, a medicine degree. First thing that you need to know, something that you have to do is work experience. Because of the COVID pandemic, it's not much that you can do there because people mostly are going to get admitted are people affected by COVID and it doesn't make much sense but if you have work experience then that's definitely a very very good thing. Volunteering for something, some online volunteering works as well or working for charities like I do or something like that, something online can also work, and yeah, it's more than more than you working, it's about bringing things out, also reading medical books, reading medical journals, when I say medical books, it's not like you have to go and read the anatomy of the body of Grey's Anatomy, but b- 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 the book Grey's Anatomy, you can also, um, you can also read stuff like just, you know, doctor stories, that's not a book, sorry, I, when I said doctor stories, it just means doctor stories, or if if I were to say a book, it could be by Adam Kay or um, Bad Signs, which I've 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 read. Um, also, a short introduction into the body, a short introduction into medical ethics. All these are very useful. Right. So let me get to the actual procedure. First, you will need to get your predicted grades. So. If this is if you were to apply from a different country, then obviously you wouldn't be you wouldn't have a thirteenth class like the UK has. So if you don't have a thirteenth class, then your actual grades. So your actual grades should meet the minimum requirements of those medical unis. For that, you need to check into those medical school web pages pages because it really differs from school to school. But mostly, it's kind of high. It's more than triple A's um, for any medical school. Second, you need to clear your UCAP. Okay, to clear your UCAP, guys, I'm telling you. This is a very hefty process and I'm going to make, um, not make, what would I say? But UCAP is, is, is actually a very hard thing and I don't know if everyone found it hard, but especially me, I found it super, super hard. And I'm going to talk about this in reviewing my 2021. But still, UCAP was like a really, really hard thing for me and I struggled a lot in doing the UCAP. Um, I felt like because, you know, when we talk about entrance tests, I always thought it would something be based on sciences or something like that. But the UCAT is not like that. It has um, abstract reasoning, it has quantitative reasoning, it has um, situational judgment. These are not the things that you'll be taught in school on a day to day basis. These are something that you need to acquire uh, from your childhood. And if you're someone who's like miles away from the UCAT, I mean in terms of age, then I'd say please, please, please practice all these skills because I tried to just do it in two months and it was just horrendous. Like I had really bad headaches and I had to do so many mocks regarding the UCAT. Okay, so you you do your UCAT in June or July 
and then later on when you finish not even june or july the last date for, for doing the uk is september um and the testing date starts on june so you can book any date between june to september that's for few and there's another test called the bmat before i can say both of these let me just start off by differentiating what these both are so there are two kinds of medical schools in the uk number one the schools that require you to do the UCAT. Number two, the schools that require you to do, do the BMAT. 80%, I think, it could be sometimes more than 80% schools want you to do the UCAT. And only few percent of them want you to do the BMAT. You might ask, if only few percent want us to do the BMAT, why would we want to do the BMAT? There are many good UCAT medical schools, but the BMAT medical schools include Oxford, Cambridge, Imperial College London, University College London, and and following good unis so it's not like they're all the best unis all medical schools in the uk are equal but people might want to go to these unis that are in london or are, are oxford or cambridge so these require the bmat um and for the ucat the other ones all require the ucat right so we've got ucat done and later on you need to book your bmat after you complete your ucat there are two dates that are available for the BMAP. Well, this year we were only allowed to do it in November, but there are two settings in general in an year, one in September, one in November. So if you're willing to do the BMAP for Oxford, then you'd have to sit only the November one. But if you're doing it for Cambridge or any other Imperial College London, you can, or UCL, you can select either. So if, you've, if you're going to do the two exams, in my personal opinion, I would say do both of them. They're both for medical, for medicine, for medical universities. Um, and second, your personal statement. So you need to make your personal statement. That's all like why you want to do medicine. And you can only write one personal statement. So be careful when you're writing one because you might want it to see to all unis. You can't just be like, oh, well, I would just want to go to Cambridge. So I'm just going to write a personal statement related to Cambridge. It has to suit all your four unis. So... Yep. And when I told you initially that you had to do a bit of work experience of volunteering and um, reading books and all, that was for this. So that you can write something in your personal statement that you're interested in medicine and something like that. Um, and yeah, you need to get your predicted grades or, or your actual grades if you're in a different country and if you're applying internationally. After you do all these, you you put all of this in your UCAS application and then you send it off to universities. Sometimes the BMAT could be in November and the the UCAS application date is on the 15th of October. So if you send it, if you send your thingy out, like if your application out, and you might wonder why am I doing my entrance test after? Until then, there's not going to be any reply from if you you'd so you need to pre-apply to BMAT universities. I know it's hard. It's kind of hard to know how much you scored in the BMAT, but that's pretty much all you can do. Um, you can also choose a September setting sitting, but since the last two years, there hasn't been a September setting due to due to COVID, and we've only had the November sitting. So, luckily, if you if you have it and you're not applying to Oxford, then just go for the September one. I'd say, um, and then. Yep, so they would inform your, the BMAT centre directly into, uh, informs you, in, sorry, informs the uni, the BMAT uni if you apply to, example, let's think, you have four options in the UK, so like, for example, you can apply to only four medical schools in the UK, and um, I say I applied to Newcastle for, for UK and Liverpool for UK, and I applied to Cambridge for BMAT and Imperial for BMAT. So what they will do is, 
it's done for Newcastle and um what else did I apply to Liverpool they already have my data so it's not much that they can it's, it's only about them calling me for an interview but for Imperial and um Cambridge I've kind of estimated that I might get a BMAT score of this and then I've applied to them and um the BMAT testing centre which is again Cambridge so Cambridge is the one that helps holds all these testings um they would tell the universities that I've got these these numbers and if they would like to call me for um an interview along with all my other uh, other stuff so that's for the medical applications and there are certain dates by then you would have to fill in your forms for writing these tests um and then later you don't need to do anything after you've done your UCAS BMAT your person statement you've submitted your UCAS where you've put your person statement in you just don't need to do anything and then they'll call you for interviews so there are two kinds of interviews um so there's the MMI one and there's the panel one MMI ones are used by few unis MMIs are like they're, they're like stations so you have different separate meetings maybe five or six minutes long and they just talk to you on different things like one station is going to talk to you about your person statement the other station is just going to talk to you about your teamwork and leadership skills the other station can talk about can talk about the medical school why you're applying to that one that's how it is but in panel it's like it's just four or five doctors or medical students or anyone like two nurses or something sitting in front of you and they you you build that rapport which is not there in the MMI but the thing I like about MMI is it's the 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 way that they mark the MMI is like even if you fail in one station if you get really low marks there's the other station for you to improve because you have time in the middle to just like go to the other one but for panel it just keeps continuing and people in panel can ask you questions on questions like they can ask you follow-up questions but that's not that's not viable in MMI given that they have very short duration um so that's for how the interviews occur and later on if you do well in your interviews you'll be given an offer ta-da so the offer would be based on your printed grades and the minimum requirements that required for the university and then you just need to this could be somewhere probably in february march or something um and if it's for oxbridge cambridge or oxford then it's con- probably going to be in january um or late late january that's it and then at the end you just need to get the predicted grades that you've got in case you're a, you're an international student and you don't um you don't need predicted because you've already achieved those grades then ta-da you'll be free from january or february or march depending on your medical school and that's it so that's a quick guide that's a quick guide of applying to medical schools in the uk or doing medicine if you're at home or an international student i hope that helped and if you have any more queries just message me on my instagram raga talks signing off your host raga oh i'm so sorry i just forgot to mention that i made this episode specially for applying to medicine obviously but again because i've made three episodes with sneha narayan on applying to medicine as an international student and I do know I'm, I'm, I am aware of the fact that I've used a lot of medical terminology so I just wanted to correct that a bit and yeah um so if, if, if you're going to listen to this first then it's obviously it will make much more sense what we say in that in that uh, podcast because we were just so quick and we didn't have time enough to actually just stop and say what we're talking about so yep that's for it now bye guys